All right, let's get right back into it with our panel, Alyssa Freeman, Rocco Rossi, and Michael Diamond. On a couple of matters now, uh, we were just talking before the break about, uh, you know, the idea that there'd be restrictions on uh, police officers smoking pot. You know, crime and uh, guns and gangs are such a big issue roiling Toronto. I found this fascinating that Mitzi Hunter, who is one of the surviving liberal MPPs out Scarborough Way, decided that, you know, maybe a gun ban isn't enough. What we really need to ban is ammunition. Ammunition. So there you go. Alyssa Freeman banning ammunition in Toronto. Does that make any more sense than a handgun ban or any other idea that's been floated? No. Okay. Uh, you know, what you, said, what you said before, I mean, God forbid I had answered yes the way you were looking at me, but um, what you said before, prohibition on ammunition, which we all had a little smirk and giggle over, but I, I have to say I read that article and I thought, okay, does Mitzi Hunter need to say something? Has, does she feel that she's been quiet? Does she need to do something? So this is really, as you would say, your term, John, is virtue signaling. And I thought... This is, you know, maybe she's trying to say something on behalf of the ward or the people that she represents, but honestly, it was a bit of a ridiculous idea. You know, Adam Vaughn floated that idea a few years back as well. More proof that this is an absolutely awful idea, frankly. <laughs> 45 <laughs> votes, people. 45 <laughs> votes in this uh, waste of space in the Ontario legislature would be a former member of the Ontario legislature. I think if she had come forward with a gun ban, media just wouldn't pay attention because we hear that so often. Mm. So here you go, you make it even dumber, and uh, you get a headline. But she probably had a lot of people in a room and they all thought about that only no they were in a minivan i think if we simply if we simply banned metal and went back (laughs) to sticks uh all would be all would be well with the world right but you know we were talking because and this is how esoteric our discussions off air get uh that ammunition in and of itself is not lethal it's the speed at which it travels right so if you can curtail that and gangsters would have to press the bullet into your temple slow no no slow bullets we need a private members bill to actually change the rotation of the earth so the bullet will be moving away from you. <laughs> you wait. Right. Somebody will come up with that. It's not the worst Speed idea I've heard on, on bullets. The, Speed yes. limits. Speed limits. Why, why haven't we gone there? Well, we're going to go to uh, limits of a sort. Uh, and I forgot to ask the premier about yeah. this. The other shoe to drop, you know, because he's reduced council down to 22. How about term limits, though? Because I'm hearing uh, that this this campaign is going to be more of the same. Yes, you're going to cancel out some of the incumbents, but for the most part, it's going to be same old, same old, same recognizable names and faces. The incumbents have a decided advantage here. Uh, so what's really going to change in the end? What we need are term limits to create churn. What do you say, Rocco Rossi? I'm a huge believer in term limits at all levels of government, quite frankly. And I think if you set the signal at... Uh, at the municipal, you should also be looking at provincial and uh, and federal. You're absolutely right um, that, in particular, at the municipal level, because with in the absence of party politics, name recognition is so overwhelming. And one of the things about how late this election campaign got to it is it's a further gift to incumbents because no one really had time to build any name recognition against incumbents. Well, you know, here's something impressive. Nikki Haley just steps down as a U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, and she said it was time, and she believes in term limits. She had a sinecure. She could have rode this thing out for a long, long time. And wow, but there, there, there's there's a whole bunch more smoke around this. There's Possibly. Some, yeah. 
but I liked your well, answer that I, okay. I appreciate well, I, I think, right. I think okay. you're on to okay, a good point here because uh, public service is a great thing, and I respect those yes. who are willing to do service, it. But a I, career. I also don't understand why anyone would want to do this for, for their entire career. You have you know Maria Audra Mary, who's been taking up space at some version of Toronto City Hall, or before that, I guess, uh, York City Hall, for over 30 years. I mean, that is, to me, you know, you got to have self-term limits. I don't know the terms will ever work. We want to leave that with the voters. In my opinion, one of the great things about Bill 5 is we've created term limits for a whole lot of incumbents. So, you know, in Toronto, St. Paul's, for example, you have uh, Joe Mahavik and Josh Matlow. I don't care. One of them are going to lose. I'm very happy about that. <laughs> okay. Uh, self-imposed term limits. I like that. So that would be a conscience. Uh, well, right. that'll never happen. Sensibility. Yeah, yeah. sensibility. Curiosity. Right. But, but it's too cushy a job. Like, if you know what you're going to be doing every day and you walk into work every day, there's some comfort in sort of the devil that you know. So that's why. I mean, obviously why anybody would stay in a job for a long time. But in municipal politics, I've always said he or she with the most signs wins because it is all name recognition. And I would actually favor Hazel McCallion didn't need signs. Okay, well, she's an anomaly. (laughs) Come on. Well, I'm going to tell you, you talk about the devil you know. Uh, Here to pivot slightly, we've had this phenomenon of returning ISIS members. And uh, there has been a case of a guy from Toronto named Muhammad Ali. Not that champ. Uh, he's, uh, well, consorted with ISIS, actually had been uh, advocating that their members, when they return to their homelands, uh, wreak all kinds of carnage and damage and so on and so forth. Now, former National Defense Minister Peter Mackay says that prosecution's possible, but it depends on what evidence can be collected. Give a listen. If, in fact, there is further evidence adduced and can be produced in Canada that he participated in murder or other criminal offenses as defined, they could also be pursued here, again, if the evidence is, uh, is transferred here in a way that could be presented in a Canadian court. That's Peter McKay, by the way. Uh, so the question becomes, if you've actually been involved in sedition, doesn't that disqualify you from Canadian citizenship? If we can prove that, just strip them of their citizenship. Why do we need to bother? Or where do we, what do we do with these people, Rocco? Look, I'm with you, Johnny. Uh, I think where there is uh, evidence of sedition, uh, no matter uh, where in uh, in the world, um, you know, someone who is uh, who has murdered people and said that people should be murdered, um, these are these are people that uh, don't deserve to hold our citizenship. Period. Full stop. All right, but you've heard your friend Justin Trudeau there, Michael, was saying a Canadian is a Canadian is a Canadian. So, uh, it, yeah, but there's Canadians to, in jail too. Yeah, well, all right, but he's ours to deal with. Well, so, but that's okay. the question: Do we yeah. repatriate them to put them in jail? Or do we say, I'm sorry, uh, you don't have a country to return to? Look, you know, in many in many regards, I'd rather have them in a Canadian jail than allow them to continue to possibly uh, get out, who knows, with the instability elsewhere, uh, that they'll be uh, joining up with enemy combatants again and uh, inflicting harm on our freedom here in the West. So in many ways, if we'll actually put them in jail and never let them out, uh, let's welcome them uh, home briefly. And I don't want to give them $10 million. Well, I was going to say that almost stands to reason that there'd be somebody making a petition for uh, you know hardship and so on and so forth, and you've abridged my rights. And next thing you know, the taxpayer is cutting a, a large check. Alyssa, there can't be any sympathy for these individuals. So how would you deal with them? Well, there's, I have no sympathy. And as soon as you started talking about it, I'm thinking, okay, no, the, the, the answer is just no. But. Um, you know, I do agree with my fellow panelists. I think that I'd rather have them rot in one of our jails than in, than have to keep them over there and keep wreaking havoc. 
this is a, a, you know, what Peter McKay said was what he was supposed to say, that if we're going to prosecute them, then we need evidence. We, we just don't, you know, all of a sudden throw people in court and say, you know, you're done. It's it's a tough one, and I prefer not to have them in the country, but again, I'd also prefer them not having to kill more people. All right, except, again, the gentleman who said a Canadian is a Canadian is a Canadian, uh, very progressive. He happens to be our prime minister, which, you know, doesn't argue well for Jugmeet Singh because as progressive as he might be on the left, he's already outflanked, isn't he? We'll come back. I wanted to just get your sense because he's not getting any traction. So what the Dickens is going on with that? And then, of course, we've had a tragedy in upstate New York on the weekend. 20 people in a limo. Uh, what does that tell you about the safety or lack thereof and whether or not these things are really death wagons uh, that are just rolling the dice because nobody ever does up a seatbelt as far as I can recall the times that I've traveled in such to and from the station because uh, that's how we roll <laughs> yeah, all right uh we'll come back and we'll talk about those topics worthy of discussion with our panel Alyssa freeman rocco rossi michael diamond here on the oakley show global news radio 640 toronto